Hi, welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share firsthand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Kevin, and I'm part of the team here at Tintech. On today's episode, we have the conclusion of our conversation with Pedro Sa Silva from Wit Software. So here's part two of our conversation with Pedro. Take it away, Gene. Pedro, welcome back to the show. In our last episode, we talked a lot about what RCS is and the new bells and whistles we weren't able to use before, but we'll be able to with RCS. Now I want to ask you to put your engineer hat on and just take us into what it really means to you in terms of automation and some of the conversational commerce that is happening that goes beyond just having conversation actually performing buying transactions and so on. So tell us, um, RCS as a protocol, what it is really opening up for you. Yeah, uh, RCS, um, let, let me just separate things uh, on RCS because on RCS, we may have the uh, person-to-person communication, which is P2P communication, okay? which is a normal chat that we make with our friends and, and group chats. And we have this brand-to-consumer communication. And this is where all this magic about automation and this value that we can deliver to the customers comes in. So in the brand-to-person perspective, or the A2P, a P2A message in this, what we call in the space, allows uh, to create accounts validated by the operator, okay, certified, okay, uh, validated and certified that there is a real entity. In RCS, one thing that I really love is that you have more control about uh, the look and feel of your chat room. For instance, imagine that you onboard uh, Bayer de Munich account to have presence on RCS. There, you have possibility to uh, define the colors of the chat room with uh, the red and, and white uh, colors, of course. And then we also have the ability in that welcome screen where the, the chatbot or the brand introduce himself to the customer. You can have the freedom to define uh, that starting button with a label uh, that makes sense for your brand. For instance, the Go Team. Sorry. I don't know if you are a Bayer Munich fan, uh, but uh, here's just an idea because in Germany... For the record, Borussia Dortmund, but don't tell my Munich friends about <laughs> this. But go on, please. We can actually create an account with uh, uh, yellow and black colors, of course. I know you love buttons. I, I learned this from our last episode. Tell me a little bit about in a technical way what it really means the buttons, not only because users like myself love pushing it, but what it enables in the back end to be able to, you know, do. Yeah, excellent question. I, I love buttons, but I also love to sometimes to send to send my questions in the pretext form, right? But let, let's just focus on buttons, okay? RCS brings these suggested actions, which are more actions that we can assign to the buttons that we have on the, the conversation you have in other channels, when you press buttons, you can do things like open external URLs, or you can, by pressing buttons, you can trigger some payloads or some skills on the bot that the bot then will react and f- complete the flow or the new flow to achieve something. But when it comes up to RCS, that buttons have more alternatives, more options, okay? More options like to request locations, which is uh, something that I really, really love to, to, to use it. Another useful button is uh, I can 
click on the button and to start immediately a voice call. Also, I can create a button to contact me in some way or to send to share some, some redeem or some, some nice message to my, my colleagues. I can click on that and this will automatically open my message composer with a brief field message to send. Or the one that I love the most is the button that will create events in my agenda. Okay, so because imagine that if I make an appointment or I need to pick up my car, someone else, okay, uh, the brand will send me this and click here to add to calendar. I love the click to add to calendar. The good thing is all uh, run through the specification, okay? You don't need to have any integration with uh, external APIs or things like this. The specification defines that and the apps will know how to handle that seamlessly with no APIs, no communication, things like this. Although I, I love them and I use them, but at the same time, like... Having worked with the AI part of it a little bit, it feels like such a lazy thing because like a lot of times, you know, AI is not very good at understanding what I'm typing. So it, it, sometimes it, it, you know, people just love pushing the buttons because that simplifies the choice. So how does this whole AI part of it work differently or the same way with RCS? RCS gives you the, the freedom to, in your account, to uh, set if you want that text input bar uh, activated or not. But of course, I believe that we all agree that having that activated is very cool, is, is very useful because I also love to press buttons, but sometimes all the buttons are not enough for me and I need more because I have a, a special question or I have a, a problem to solve, okay? In that time comes up that I will go and type my question. And when I type a question or when the customer type a question, this will need to have on the channel side or on the brand side some kind of intelligence to know and to understand what the customer wants. And to do so, we need to bring the artificial intelligence subject or the artificial intelligence uh, science to help us, in this case, especially on the natural language processing. RCS specification does not define anything related to the artificial intelligence, okay, but opens the door by leaving that input text activated. So what we do in our platform, we also integrated that with chatbots. We integrated the, to handle the free text with our artificial intelligence in order to understand uh, the question of the user and to understand what the user wants and how to help the user because as we know, chatbots are very good to solving simple questions and to navigate us to solve our, our problems and do things like troubleshooting processes and do the, all of these type of things that AI can help us to understand what the customer wants. When it comes to AI, I, I love the notion of just creating once and use many. So it, if it's not channel specific, but we're basically creating wherever, you know, the development framework that you happen to work with, we just bring in that integrating into the RCS channel is pretty straightforward like this. Yeah, I see this not a lack in the specification. Okay, I believe this is a, a open door to embrace AI, and also the same effort that you will have 
to train chatbots to be delivered on RCS is the same effort. You will reuse that effort to deliver the same intelligence to other channels that allows to send uh, free text. Okay, so this is something that I believe that is an openness to AI. Okay, that will allows you to reuse that effort to different channels. One of them can be RCS, of course. Are there any requirements in terms of these automated interactions that RCS is requiring? Meaning like if the end user requests for some kind of known action, you have to respond in three seconds or something like this. I know different chat apps to protect their user experience. There are certain guidelines and requirements, anything like this? Yeah, this is more about the conversational experience side, okay? One thing that the studies already shown to us is it's important for the consumer or for the human to know that uh, they are chatting with a robot. And what that means is don't pretend to be human. Don't pretend to say that the machine is typing. The idea of chatbots is to provide immediately answers, okay, to be fast. When you start uh, chatting with a chatbot, the chatbot will introduce himself as a robot, okay? And this puts expectation on the customer side, okay? Okay, I am uh, chatting with a, with a robot, okay? I know that this robot is not super smart, but this can deal with some, some things, okay? Uh, it's not super smart, and then my expectation will be in the good level to create my expectation and a good experience. In terms of the interactions, because it sounds like the RCS is embracing the automation end of this, is there any requirement in terms of a human handover? Or as a brand, what do I have to be mindful of to protect my user experience? The RCS is a, is a channel, okay? And this enables you to use uh, all of the different conversational components in order to create or to do your magic as a conversational designer. So in terms of the channel, they just provide us with the components, okay? And then it's up to us to create a good conversational experience. It's very similar what we have with web design, right? Because at the web, the specification sends you the, all the HTML and all the things that tags and things like this. But then comes the part with the web design that will pick that, okay, and will create that in the beautiful, uh, meaningful, and uh, th that will create a good experience. So we talked about some of the automation uh, involved in, you know, conversational commerce and, and how that experience will look like. But now I'm thinking about kind of a call center environment as well, because, you know, it used to be, you know, telco communication channels huge with the, you know, contact center um, experience to it anyway. How do you see this being used in terms of RCA to help call center, what basically dealing with the volume of uh, questions coming in? Yeah, th that's one of my favorite use cases in the in the RCS or in this type of channels that use mobile phones uh, of the customers to contact. What, what we are seeing now, especially now with this COVID situation, um, for me, in the daily basis, I will call to some call center and then all the lines are busy, right? And then I need to wait uh, several minutes in order to, to pick up so for some agent. So a good use case uh, that the market is already shown, uh, showing that is the ability to provide the handover from voice to messaging, okay? And to provide that, to make this handover, 
to from voice to messaging, especially when you call to a contact center, you will need the customer mobile phone, right? And because you are making a phone call, the contact center have access to your mobile number and then can open the ability to divert this voice or to deflect this voice call to a messaging channel. Uh, and this will uh, make another discovery mechanisms for chatbots, okay? And chatbots that rely on mobile phone numbers in order to communicate. So actually, that is a great entry to my, um, you know, big question about discoverability, because, um, you know, a lot of businesses, they want to make sure whenever they enable these channels, want to make sure that consumers can find them. So what would you say would be best way for brands to let consumers know they, they have this RCS uh, channel as, as for them to, you know, engage with? Once a user have uh, RCS on their mobile phone, uh, when they are start uh, chatting, okay, they can see a list of chatbots available, okay, or they can search for a chatbot to communicate with. Okay? This is the simplest way, like we we do in the in the Facebook Messenger, right? Another way can be a different uh, a different reach, like for instance, scanning a QR code to to start uh, talking with my with my brand or to receive an engaging messages that I give my consent uh, once I accept the terms and conditions of the brand to be in contact with uh, for marketing purposes or for other purposes to allow my brands to reach me. RCS supports all the major and best practices of messaging channels to chatbots. So on that part, you can go directly for RCS. And I'm pretty sure that brands that are already using chatbots in other channels We'll do a perfect mapping uh, about what is possible in our RCS and existing channels that, that is out there. So it sounds like RCS needs to be part of the omnichannel strategy now. So if I were to start looking into it as a brand, how do I start? As SMS, you need to go to your uh, national mobile operator in order to onboard. But who does that, <laughs> right? The best way to do it is to go to your uh, to your mobile cloud uh, service provider or uh, aggregator to handle that for you. Okay, uh, they will do handle with uh, not only one uh, national mobile operator with all national mo mobile national operators. That this will speed up the process, I believe. So I do have a, one more question, and this is kind of a personal question, so that we get to know you better. Can you name three things that you do most on your phone? Yeah, sure. Uh, the first one is messaging, okay? I constantly am messaging with all of my friends and brands, of course. The second one is about email, okay? I also constantly uh, check the email. And the last but not least is about my banking app, okay? To, to check the bank, to make the, the transfers and things like this, to say, send money to the kids and, you know, uh, things like this. Awesome. Uh, you're a heavy communicator, but actually uh, um, my first guest who mentioned the banking app as, as one of the top three. So I will totally remember this. So who? We covered a lot of grounds about RCS and it was rather information packed. So if you were to say one thing that you would love people to remember about RCS, what would that be? Yeah, it will be something like uh, the RCS is a messaging channel that will replace SMS. 
uh, and it is owned by the trusted national mobile operators. And uh, RCS is also optimized for automation and chatbots. That sounds like a wrap. Thank you for joining the show. Thanks again to Pedro Sa Silva for joining us today. You can find more about Pedro at Pedro Sa Silva. To find out more about Gene and Tintech, visit Tintech.com. Make sure to subscribe to Mobile Interactions Now in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Tintech, thanks for listening.